Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey, hey, everyone. Today, I have Bear Wade on the podcast. He's the owner of Unify Creative Agency, and he is also in the content production world. He's an award-winning filmmaker and author who helps businesses build their brand in the right order to communicate their value clearly and concisely so they can grow. With years of experience creating videos and websites for clients, Bear quickly realized there is an order to build a successful brand and as a result, developed the Unify Brand Steps for Better Businesses. The Unify Brand Steps was developed to empower small business owners to get clear on their message, launch their brand and campaigns to success, and guide them through easy marketing strategies. All right, so let's start talking about content management for social with Bear. All right, Bear, welcome to the No Like and Trust Show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. So I know that you are running an agency and content creation is, well, basically in any agency that I've heard of at this point, it's kind of a big deal. It sure is. It seems like everybody uh, is pumping out more and more content. Yeah. And I mean, I from my perspective, more isn't always better, but doing none at all is way worse in every respect. So it's like, you know, obviously there's a balancing issue, but but in terms of that balance, like my biggest thing with content creation is making sure that content fits within the schedule that you've allotted for it. And and for a lot of the people that I've worked with, a lot of the the people that listen to the show, content feels like this behemoth of a thing. It feels like this thing that that they can never get ahead of, they can never yeah. wrap their their mind around, and it's always that thing that like never quite gets checked off of the to-do list. So, how are you guys handling that on 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 your world? Yeah, it really is a slippery slope or you feel like you're uh, drinking from a fire hose, <laughs> you know, trying to trying to create content or, or know that you're, uh, you, you know, that you're having, you know, making an impact. But my big thing, I kind of have big, you know, three big things that I always focus on for our clients and for myself, even when I'm marketing our, our agency and what we do. But it's really, you know, working on uh, having a plan, uh, you know, coming up with some sort of schedule. So, uh you know, I'm big on creating, like batching my content. So if we're, you know, I uh, am a producer for a YouTube cooking channel. And um, and so having, you know, making sure that when we go into the kitchen, um, Joe, my, you know, the host of the show is ready to go. And he has four or five recipes figured out for that day. He's prepped all the, you know, all the ingredients. So he's ready to go. And then we, you know, try and shoot four or five recipes um, in one shoot. And if we're releasing once a week on YouTube, then we have, you know, <laughs> content for a month or so. And so that, that's been really helpful. So, you know, coming up with a schedule of when you're going to shoot and what you're going to shoot, having that plan is very helpful. Like it makes total sense for me if you're talking about doing a cooking show, right? So you have to clean yeah. the kitchen, you have to prep the ingredients. I mean, there, there's a lot of steps there. I think um, I'm not writing a cooking show. So like my world doesn't think yeah, in sure. that particular way. Yeah. Other examples would be, you know, even for myself, I do this kind of, you know, talking to the camera, talking head uh, tips for marketing and um, content creation. And even that, you know, will um, me and my content producer will write four or five uh, scripts and, um, you know, and I'll record them all 
kind of back to back. So I have my lighting right, my hair's done, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, my, my wardrobe's good, uh, the background's figured out, and and I, you know, and for me, I I just sit at my desk. So I have this big fancy soft box pointed at me, and, and a you know a nice camera. Then that, um, you know, I turn on a hair light, so it, it you know kind of puts this uh, nice little glow around the my uh, profile. So my uh, you know, so I stand up from the background. I turn all that stuff on, and I just kind of run through the mill. And once I kind of get in the zone a little bit, it really helps. So if you're doing that same thing, just think about setting it up once and, and running through as many videos as you can. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense for me. When I'm recording solo shows, even for this podcast, I try and do two or three at a time. I yeah. was actually scheduled to do that yesterday, and then I woke up with a sore throat, and I was like, ooh, oh. that's that's not happening. Now I just sound awful, but I feel fine. But, yeah. um, you know, the, the the thing with, like, video filming is a little bit different than audio, right? Like, you already referenced, you know, setting up the softbox, making sure the hair light's on, making sure that you've got wardrobe set for for everything. And I think that can feel like a lot for many people, even yeah. though once you've kind of got in the groove, it just kind of flows and everything's good. But you've, you've already talked about having your script ready for, you know, two, three, maybe four videos or, or audios all at one time. Yeah. And even for, you know, if I'm recording for reels, you know, Instagram reels or TikTok, it's that same thing where I'm kind of planning out what I'm going to say. And it's, it's not so much scripted, it's just kind of bullet pointed. So I know how to start and and what key points I want to hit and how I want to get out of the video. That's always the most awkward part for me. It's like, how do I wrap this up, you know, while I'm still talking? So having that out, uh, if it's the call to action or, you know, um, however you want to close it, that's always good to define for me ahead of time. Um, I don't know about you. Does it seem like it's been helpful for you to know that or, or what has been your, your um, approach? Yeah, it's so funny that you mentioned the the closing because it's always the part I stumble over. I'll have my bullet yeah. points for the actual content of the video. And then I get to the end and I haven't actually put in a bullet point for the call to action. I'm like, and you can find more about this here. <laughs> it feels yeah. a little bit dwindling, right? <laughs> yeah, right. And I think because, you know, you're the expert at what you're saying, that it, the meat of it, so to speak, is really... Um, comes natural. It's just, you don't usually have some sort of hook at the beginning uh, when you're talking to people per se, you know, in, in real life. And um, you usually don't have a call to action when you're, when you're talking. So you just, you know, I'm just not as practiced at that. So it's good to kind of define it. So I know what I'm, what I'm saying. So that's always been helpful. So, it's, you know, it's interesting to me, and this might be a slight tangent, but I just got an email this morning or, or possibly yesterday. I was at a conference last week and one of the speakers I was very interested in signed up for his mailing list right during the talk that he was giving. And yeah. now I'm on his email list, right? So I got an email this morning and he was like, I just did three conferences back to back and I made a huge mistake. I forgot to put a call to action slide at the end of my talk. And he went into talking about why that was a problem, why he actually didn't make a mistake. He just didn't want to do it because it felt weird to him and talked all you know about that kind of stuff. And it here we are, mm. you and I now talking about forgetting to do the call to action because... Like this guy was really, he had a great talk, you know, 40 minutes or so of fantastic sure. content. But then he, you know, even in something that he had planned out ahead of time, he still didn't include the call to action. And and you're right, we don't talk about that naturally. We talk about our expertise, our, our subject matter expertise really well. Right. But unless we've kind of mapped out that beginning and end, have we done the job fully? 
Right. And you, you've had, you know, you had 40 minutes with this guy. And so your ability to probably find him based on knowing his name and his, you know, uh, you know, what would be easier to find. But if you're, you know, if you're talking about a, a quick, you know, 15 second social media clip, then having some sort of call to action so people can find you uh, after, you know, you've, you've moved up the scroll uh, is, is very helpful, I think. So, yeah, it's, it is interesting on what level. It's funny that that, um, that gentleman was like, oh, I don't know if I, you know, was he, was he doubting that he should have um, had a call to action? You made it sound like he specifically yeah, so, didn't want to do that. Yeah. So in his, his case, the email opened with him saying that he made a mistake and didn't do this. Don't do, you know, don't do my mistake, you know, learn from my mistake. Yeah, but he actually yeah. ended up calling himself out later in the email saying it wasn't a mistake. He just feels really weird. He feels like, you know, when you go to a conference and you hear a 40 minute talk, it shouldn't be a pitch and an upsell at the end. And he feels weird about it. So he didn't include it. Yeah, and then he realized- right that there was a much more natural way for him to do that. Anyway, yeah, so that was his his whole kind of takeaway from that particular situation. Yeah, and I, yeah, I mean, to your point there, that it shouldn't be too salesy or whatever. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Uh, so when you're talking about creating your content schedule, right? You're talking about batching and you, know, you gave the cooking show example where you do, you know, four recipes at one time. So you've got a month worth of content. And then you were talking a little bit about your own business, you know, doing reels, doing TikToks, doing talking head, you know, tutorial type videos. Like how often are you sitting down for your own business to create this marketing content? Well, I, I love that's an uh, interesting question in the fact that you asked, "What am I doing?" Not, "What would I like to be doing?" or "What do I think is working?" Of course. <laughs> Those are different <laughs> answers. What I'm currently doing now is uh, I, I spend. I have a uh, somebody that I work with, a you know, a content producer, and she's so helpful at at helping me lay out what our social media plan should be. Um, you know, I've taught her enough and I've worked with her enough that um, it's been very helpful in having somebody besides me kind of draft up what we're doing. And I'll make some changes every once in a while, but she's been, she's she's a rock star. So that having that person help rough that stuff in has been very helpful. And so I am spending just basically um, a morning once a month uh, recording four or five videos. So I'm, I'm just releasing a video once a week. And, and um, obviously that's not, <laughs> not probably where I should be. I'd love to do more, but at this point it's uh, just continuing to get out there and, you know, I can always ramp it up as we keep going. And as I, um, you know, as, as we go along, but for, for now I'm spending probably uh, one morning. It seems like it's always on a Tuesday morning once a month that I'm, I, I block it out. And I review the scripts ahead of time just so they start to marinate a little bit in my in my mind. And then um, we'll move, you know, to recording them, um, you know, one morning. And then I'll, I'll edit them up a little bit and send them off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that because one day a month, one morning a month, not even a whole day, that does not sound hard. Well, you, I mean, if you're including uh, Maury's time to, uh, you know, write it up, then it is it is definitely more than just a morning. But for me, um, yeah, that's the only, the amount of time that I'm spending, and I, I like it. It's nice. It, it feels, uh, you know, the the ideas that she's bringing to me are great, and uh, we throw some ideas out. You know, every once in a while, I'll email her and say, "Hey, I'd love to get this idea in the, you know, in the next schedule." And um, I always come up with a few extras, and it's been fun. You know? That's no, it's great. Um, you know, I look at like my podcast planning schedule right now in in, in my ClickUp and I'm 
I think I used ClickUp too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does make it does make my life a lot easier once I figured out how to make it work for me, right? But um, I believe episode one ninety released a couple days ago, so I am looking at like what I have planned out, and I'm, I've got content planned all the way through episode two hundred. So that will be ten more episodes. So that's that's two and a half months worth of content. And yeah. if I were to pop into each of these that have not released yet, you know, there's like three or four guest episodes. The rest of them are solo content that I have created and about half of them have notes, you know, the bullet points that you were listing earlier, things like that. Yeah. Uh, one of them is just a title. It has no bullet points. I'll probably have to uh, revisit that one this week. And, right. and then another one is like, go look at this. This is where you're sourcing this from because it's an update of an, of an old topic. And, you know, I look at that and I'm like, oh, this is totally manageable, right? Two and a half months worth of content. I can sit down. I have four of them ready to record. I was supposed to do that yesterday, as previously mentioned. Right. And and like from my perspective, I look at this. That'll bring me through July 18. And I'm like, this is manageable. Like, this is doable. But that's because I've broken it down. I have due dates scheduled for everything. So, like, how are you guys handling that whole beast? Well, in you... Um, have mentioned there. I mean, congratulations, first of all, on 190 episodes. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, second of all, uh, you you were alluding to something there that I love to point out to people, which is you are uh, recording, you're like way ahead of schedule, right? You don't record something. What we're recording today is not coming out tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, you, oh, no. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And so uh, I don't think a lot of people necessarily think about that when they're when they're thinking about their schedule or their plan they think more like i'm just going to record my reel right now and then i'm going to edit it and post it and there is something to that i think there's a lot to that and and i know people that do that every day right they'll take a half an hour of their day they'll they'll do it every morning and i just haven't been able to get myself to do that yet but the that idea is really interesting to me but I'm much more on, uh, I, you know, I come from a filmmaker background. So this idea of like having B-roll or secondary footage or, you know, like um, make, having some graphics or animations to it, to me is more interesting and more educational. And so I, I have that level of production in me that I can't <laughs> seem to get out of me. <laughs> and so it makes my barrier of just whipping something up harder uh, to me. So having that um, time to allow for some editing and polishing, I, I like having in there. And so it's the same thing, you know, with, with you, right? You're having this uh, podcast recorded, but you'll probably have some sort of intro and some outro and you'll have, you know, what maybe you're adding ads and whatever, all of that is being done after the fact. So when you're coming up with your schedule, you know, if, if, if you're a listener here, if you're, if you're coming up with your schedule, try and leave yourself time to be sick or go on vacation or, you know, um, things do come up. So having that kind of buffer um, is very, very helpful. And, and one that I love to love to uh, have, but you don't always get it, but it's really nice to have. I think you make a really good point. The the white space, right? Leaving yourself space for, for life. Oh, you're and such a designer. You're such a designer. Yeah. White I know, space. right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know, and it's so funny. I, I really despise when people use jargony terms. And then, you know, I go and slip things like that in. And I didn't even realize right. it. But, um, you know, but, but it's true, right? Like, I, 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 mean, I, don't, I don't use paper calendars. I don't. 
I don't do like paper things like that because I lose them and that is not good for my world. But you know, right. even if I look at like my my busy cal, which is the calendar I use on my computer, right? If I look at it and all I see are colored blocks, I get a little bit anxious about it. So yeah, right. I like knowing that I have space built in there so that, you know, the fact that I did not record three or four podcast episodes yesterday is not going to make or break my world. Will I do it next week instead? Yeah, no problem. And then we'll be right back on track. And will your podcast uh, dip to the viewers or the listeners? No, it won't. You'll still have you'll still have uh, episodes coming out on time, you know. And so that that's I think the level of professionalism that it takes to to do that. And it's awesome that you have that. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I had to work to get to there, right? It wasn't like that at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Oh my right, goodness. Right. No, totally. It's, it really and and something that I uh, you know, if we're talking about creating a show or a plan, sometimes you know, I used to get this big uh, wall dry erase calendar, um, and I would just map out the year with some uh, dry erase markers and just say, "This is when we're going to record." You know, if I'm doing like a YouTube um, season or a show that's kind of you know episode based, then I would I would map that out more and and just to get my brain wrapped around what the rest of the year will look like. And other times, once you kind of get in a cadence like like yourself, you don't have to think about it in the whole year. It's nice that you're thinking 10 episodes out, like you're, you're saying you just uh, launched 190, but, uh, you know, you're already, already have, you know, the next 10 roughed in. And so that's, that's great. Well, and yeah, no, it is good. I agree. Having, having it planned out makes it feel less stressful to me. And since I work with a podcast producer and an editor, you know, obviously they all need time to do their craft as well, right? So yeah. part of this is is just, you know, working with a team in a way that works for everybody and not just for me, even though I own the business. Right. But but right. you know, also it's kind of like learning how your team works. And I don't can maybe you can speak to how you've managed this with your team, but I had to kind of learn how much backwards time everybody needed to do their job and how much, (laughs) you know, extra time they needed for cushion as well. Totally. And it seems like the, the more comfortable I feel is based around how much buffer time I have. Right. So it's like, if I'm recording something that's not, I know it's not coming out for three months. Oh, I just, I can sleep well. But if I know that we're two days out um, and it's still at the editors, you know, it's like, oh my God, uh, you know, I'm freaking out. So, and and that's currently where I am right now. It's like, we have something coming out tomorrow and it's, it's we're still polishing it. And it's like, oh my God, how do we get to this point? But it it's all making it better, right? It's like, we, we looked at each other, the team looked at each other and said, it's worth uh, that crunch to make it the best we can make it. And so sometimes you will sacrifice that um, to make it the best you can make it. So it's it's funny that way. But to your point, having a team, defining who is on your team is a big uh, next tip for me, right? So the first one was schedule and plan. The next is, is defining your team. Who are your stakeholders? Who are your team members that are going to help come up with ideas? If they're blog post, you know, if you have a copywriter or somebody who's going to write for you, that's very helpful. Uh, having a graphic designer, somebody who can do you know, um, graphics and, uh, you know, if you're doing um, video content or website content, social media content, that's all very helpful. And then, um, you know, having a video or audio editor is very helpful. And then somebody's like posting it to your website or social media, you know, if you have a social media manager or something who can do the posting for you on your behalf, so you aren't sitting in front of the um, either scheduling software or your phone all day, just uploading stuff that's always been very helpful as well. 
And the last one for me is just having some sort of software. We both talked about having ClickUp, but I started with Trello for, uh, I don't know, five or six years, and it served us very well. I only moved away from it because I wanted to continue to track profitability and, and not just the the content management part of it, you know, but I... Um, I love I loved using Trello in the way that I just had each card was a and if you haven't used Trello before I highly recommend it to start but if you if you have used it before you know I had it every card had a content idea and then from there we would add all the text and all the graphics in that one card so there was a single point of truth, you know, which draft you, you know, if you're sending Word docs back and forth, then you don't know which the newest version is. And and uh, same thing with video edits. It's like, I don't know if I'm looking at the editor's newest version or not, but if you have it all in Trello, it's been very helpful to keep track of it all and make notes on that specific piece of content. And then you can kind of move it down the line. I had each uh, column be a different step in the process and each person was identified in that step so each team member so if it was me coming up with the content ideas it, you know i'd write stuff but if it was um like i said my content producer or somebody else it just was really helpful to know what where this you know if you start getting a bunch of these things rolling at once they're all going to be in different stages and that was really uh bogging me down when i was producing you know originally for this youtube show and so it was one of those things where i'm like I don't remember even which editor is doing what episode. <laughs> you know, it just got really hard. Right. And so, <laughs> so it was very helpful to just, um, you know, tag them in the Trello board and everyone had access to it. Um, and so you could really keep track and write notes. And, and it was very helpful to keep track of it all. And you could assign due dates and all that too. So, You know, it's so funny that you mentioned. So I started on Trello as well. And I still keep my content ideas area in Trello. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to step away from it. Well, it's just... Yeah, because I'm just so used to it, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, I get my content ideas on, on Trello, and I have a, a handy little system that I can like voice memo an idea because, of course, my ideas always come up while I'm driving down the highway, and <laughs> of course. You know, I can't open Trello, so I have a handy little system where I can like automate a vo voice memo to go to my Trello board. Right. Um, but the ideas that make it to the podcast, that's all in, in ClickUp. And I, I do organize it in boards and cards in much the same way. Thankfully, ClickUp has, you know, many different organizational methods that can work for whatever your whatever way your brain works. Yeah, right. Right. I loved just kind of having it move down the line and, you know, every step. And and I'm I have a free uh you can get access to this this uh, example board that I had built out. Um, if anybody's interested in it, you can go to it uh, and, and download it for free at uh, industryinfluencerpro.com, industryinfluencerpro.com. And it's just really helpful. I, you know, make a copy of it and you can get started. And I, I put a few examples in there just so people can, you know, I've, you know, I've been passing it out to people because it's just a great place to start. You don't have to reinvent the wheel and see how other people are doing it. And then, you know, the barrier to entry is a lot, uh, <laughs> a lot quicker. There's already so many things to be stressed out about. Uh, managing it all should be one of them. So uh, I'm just giving it away. Oh, 100%. Thank you. I'll make sure that we include that industry influencer pro, pro link in the show notes as well. And I totally agree with you, right? Having having a visual way to map your content down the line so that you can have a lot of different pieces at different stages, that is what gets 
people like me and I assume people like you ahead. That is what allows me to be, you know, 10 episodes ahead right now on the podcast because totally. if I actually had to manage the fact that I have, you know, four different guest episodes between now and episode 200, knowing where they are in the editing process, my mind would probably explode and I would never get to my actual client work. Totally. Yep. Yeah. And, and you're so uh, worried man about managing it all. What you know, and what I like about having something like Trello is just all of your team members can be in it and continue to move it forward without you having to continue to push it forward. You know, you kind of enable them to move it along, which I love, you know, rather than having to send emails or shooting text to people and just asking, you know, where things are. And so that has been very helpful and, and really took a burden off my ability to create you know, like turn up the conveyor belt wheel, you know, like uh, the conveyor belt to move things out faster and have more things on it. And uh, that's been super helpful. Sounds like you're the same. That's uh, that's great. Um, yeah, I think so. I think we're probably probably kind of falling into the same same boat on that, having worked through many, many problems to get here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you learn. So if we were to wrap this up, we're talking about having a good content schedule, making sure that you are creating regular time to create that content, and then having a good content team that you trust. Obviously, you're, you've talked about that without actually using the word trust, but allowing your team to move things on, knowing where they fit in, and then move it forward, and then having a totally. good project management software to organize it all so it can get out of our head. Totally. That, that, those have been, those are my key takeaways for sure that that's uh, you know after doing it for so long it's like yep if i if i distill it down those are um those are very helpful coming up with ideas is hard but it you know is once you have a place for where to put them when they come to you it's it gets easier then it gets fun right then you can and and once you have your team members looking at it as well they'll bring ideas to the table and you just make a huge list of content ideas as you go and then you can prioritize them like oh i want to tackle this one next or you know i just had a, a uh, i just talked to a client about this thing so i want to talk about that cuz it's fresh in my mind and so you know like you're saying while you're driving in the car just having a place to put those rather than trying to remember them or sketching them somewhere or you know putting them in your notes app or something it's just it, it's hard then you can't share with anybody you're still kind of siloed in, in content creation ideas you know and so i love having that that place that you could share with your team cool um well Barrett, this has been really good actually for me it's been very affirming because it's nice to hear <laughs> that a right larger track. agency <laughs> is like you know kind of yeah doing the same things it's 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 nice to hear that but um for our listeners anyone who has not like really you know, taking the time to dive into this whole process yet. I hope we, I hope you heard between the lines of what we were saying, which is that, you know, it takes time to figure out your process, but having a way to map it all out takes a big load off of the regular day-to-day -day aspect of it. Totally, totally. Hey, I have one more for you, uh, which is where do you, you know, I think other people or lots of people ask like, where should I be posting my content? And um, for me, I'm like, make it, I'm big on like making it once and putting it everywhere because I have this level of production thing. It's like, well, if I'm going to go through all the process of of making it once and, you know, or making it and just send it out on Instagram Reels or just on YouTube, it, I'm big on repurposing things. Where, how are you figuring that out, navigating that? Yeah, um, for me, 
I have a pretty robust measurement system. So I know which platforms are doing really well for me, which ones are maybe not picking up the work that they should be. I actually have been pulling back from Instagram a little bit lately because it's just not doing as good a job for my business as it used to. Yeah. And I'm leaning more into LinkedIn, but I'm I'm of the same mind of what you just said. If I'm going to go through the effort of making this content, it is going everywhere that I can personally manage. And by personally, I mean like my business, you know, the team that I'm working with. If I can't yeah. manage it, as in I can't like actually be on the platform to engage, to, to give it a little bit of a boost, I'm probably not going to put it there. But right now I'm exploring opening up like an actual YouTube channel. I mean, I have one, but I haven't put much time into it. So I'm exploring right. that idea right now. Obviously there I've got the podcast. Anything that goes on the podcast becomes a blog post on my website as well. And then from there, I usually extrapolate, you know, the main points into smaller format posts for things like LinkedIn and Instagram. That's great. That's great. No yeah. TikTok yet. No TikTok yet. I have a, I don't know. Hard to I say. A relationship it, with yeah, short format right. content, you know, like. Oh, tell me about it. So, for somebody who's you know the long form documentary filmmaker, it's it's really interesting to see how it's all going. But you know, to, probably to your point that if you're uh, looking for client work, they might not be your potential clients might not be there yet. So I don't know. You know, I I keep hearing good things, and it's like something in the back of my head. But every time I make a good reel for Instagram, like one that actually does well. I look at the amount of time it took me to create it, and I'm just not seeing the ROI from that time investment. Right. Like, it takes me just as long to make a good reel, not not like a thrown together, slapped together one, but it takes me just as long to make a good reel as it does to actually sit down and record a full podcast. And I I just, I look at that from like the overarching, you know, 30,000 foot view in my business, and I just don't know if it makes sense right now. So... I don't want to do TikTok and then do kind of like a halfway job with it. And and that's where I'm at right now. I'm I'm totally with you. That's that's great. That's great. Uh, we're both uh, in the same boat there. It's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've already been in the same boat on a couple other things too. So Yeah, right, right. I guess no, I'm not I've so noticed. surprised. Yeah, right. It's it I to me it's really hard to try and figure out it seems like social media in general is the way that algorithms are working, it's training you to be on a trend and not necessarily get discovered based on your information, per se. <laughs> you know, so yeah. for somebody who, you know, like us who are in marketing and um, providing tips to business owners, it's it's just not, you know, I'm not. I'm not dancing. I'm not, uh, <laughs> maybe Same. maybe that's my problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody would watch that anyway. Nobody wants to see me dance. They want to see me make videos. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. it's, it's a weird, it's a weird uh, thing. Well, and you know, you have a video crew, right? So, so something I did, I've done a couple times. And again, I'm talking about like the amount of, of work I've had to do personally, because I don't have a video crew. I don't have a video editor. I don't have those people on my team. So if I decide to do a reel that's a little more involved, it means I'm personally diving into like after effects and editing it. And, right. and it, that is not my strong suit, right? It's like it's like something I can do, but is it something I should be doing is the question. And I've had a couple do very well, but the ones that have done well, it's like I just take the main three points of like a solo podcast episode that I've done and just distill them down into a sentence. And yep. Yeah, that's 
what does well. And I'm like, okay, that's good. But is it actually leading people to hear the whole long format content where I think that they're actually going to learn enough to move the needle in their own businesses? So I'm, I'm figuring it out. And um, I don't know. I don't know yet. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, I like how this is, you know, kind of wrapping up in the way that uh, we know that we should be as many places as we should be. But at the same time, we know that certain platforms work the best for us, right? And so, yeah, yeah you know, if you're listening to this, to to try and define um, where your potential listeners or viewers are and focus on those channels the most, but uh, why not put it everywhere else you can be discovered is is where I uh, where I stand. So that's that's great. I love I love that. That's, yeah, same. No, that was I'm, I'm glad we actually covered that. That was nice to kind of tack on there. It was a good, here's two people, you guys. Here are two people who create content, who do this for clients. And we're both like, I don't know, we'll see. We should probably try it, but we're not, we're not right there yet. And this is like how business decisions get made. <laughs> yeah. And marketing really, it's, just, it's really about trying stuff and seeing, you know, knowing where you're where your uh, potential customers are and and reaching and serving them there, but also trying something new and uh, trying to see if other things will work. And it's okay if it doesn't, and it's okay to uh, to pivot, but at the same time, don't limit yourself, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Bear, thank you so much. Um, like I said, I'll include that link uh, to your Trello board in the show notes. And um, we'll have links to your your social media as well there. Thanks, Brittany. I had a great time. All right, guys. So I hope you heard that. I know I summed it up uh, earlier that reading between the lines, when you're really good at something, when you've got it nailed down, you can start passing it off to your team. Whatever your content team may be, whatever it might look like, and maybe that is just you right now, when you have that kind of process mapped out, you get yourself out of the day-to-day. And then... I hope you noticed, again, reading between the lines, that thing that we tacked on at the end, talking about short format content on Instagram Reels and TikTok. And I don't know if you heard it, but both Bear and I are looking at it and we're like, there's got to be a way to make this work for us. But because we don't have that process mapped out yet, right? Because we're not there, we're doing a lot of the work ourselves. We have not handed it off to our team. For sure, I have not. I think Bear has handed off portions of it. But because of that, we're still feeling it out. This is a really good reminder, you guys. All of marketing is a test. And you can be really good at marketing. You can hire someone who's really good at marketing. And they're still testing the waters. Any good marketer will tell you. There might be three things you're launching. You always think one of them is going to be the one that takes off. And that is not always the case. Often it's a surprise you know, underling that kind of swoops in and takes off. So marketing is a test. And because of that... We like to remind people all the time, you got to try things. You got to experiment. And when you do that, you're going to find some things that are really fun and work really well for your business if you stick with it. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that. As usual, please go ahead and rate and review the show. I know how many average listeners I have per episode and I know how many reviews we have. So I'd really like to see those numbers come a little bit closer. That is how you can say thank you for including really great content like this episode with Bear on this podcast. 